This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another WAP of a podcast. WAP standing for Wet Ass Podcast. Welcome yet again to another episode of Cancel Shweezy. And I really like that. And welcome to the show today. Um, this uh, Cancel Shweezy, for those of you who don't know, Cancel Shweezy is the show uh, for people who insist on seeing every sociopolitical conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization. So welcome to the show today. I have a good one. Preview. This is literally the best episode I've ever made. I like that. So you can't doubt me on that. If I say this is the best episode I've ever made, it has to be the best episode I ever made. Because you know, last episode I had some fucking big titted animal. Hashtag pray for Micah. Uh, named Micah Chrisman, who was on the show today on that episode, episode thirty nine. It was a really fun episode. Unfortunately, today's episode is going to be a little bit better than his. I'm going to talk about Micah. Uh, later, because we that's a big topic we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Micah a fucking ton. And, uh, you know, I know you're thinking. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But, hey, uh, we got to move on, though. It feels good to be back. I don't feel like I haven't actually sat down, done, like, a normal cancel sweezy since, like, mid-June. Because, let's see, 37, 38, I had to record back-to-back. That was the... I recorded those, like, I recorded 37 on Thursday and then a 38 on the Friday the next day. So uh, I bet the news was out, very out of touch there. But I don't think I said anything that was actually, like, super, like, out of touch. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe something cool happened today. Um, I don't know because uh, I didn't really pay attention. But, no, it's good to be back. And then after that, yeah, obviously I recorded episode 39 with Micah. Uh, Hashtag. Pray for Micah. So, like, it feels good. It feels back, and I'm back to my normal, just obviously because of the pandemic, it's been, like, a normal situation to me, like, uh, just, it, like, my weekly process of doing this show, but, like, I wanted to, like, do, like, that middle section, actually talk about, like, shit I've been doing, uh, but then, like, I wasn't doing a lot of shit, so I was like, let's talk about movies, and so, really fun show today, because I'm actually going to talk about things I've done, so go, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, uh, it really means a lot to me. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, I think I need to move my soundboard a little bit closer. I got a beer, Bear Walker from Jackalope here in Nashville, I'm going to keep it on this side, I'm going to say, just to be easy, I want to be able to get to the soundboard a little bit easier, which is only something weirdly for the people who are 
watching this, not the people who are listening to this. Just a reminder, though, I know a lot of people, We majority of the audience is a listening audience, which, uh, yeah, I can say that's true. But uh, we do have videos, so go check us out on that. And if you don't like watching the or listening to the full episode, we do keep the highlights up there of all the good bits of the show. And, uh, and I really like that. So go check it out. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, but first things first, though, I want to say... Ride or Die Volume 2, the EP by me, Volume 2, which in my Ride or Die series, uh, which it's going to stay on Volume 2 for a long time. <laughs> uh, if I make a Ride or Die Volume 3, I do have plans, kind of, but I have to live the moment first. It's weird. Weird thing. Go check that out. Ride or Die Volume 2, five new songs by yours truly. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. Uh, that I have released to the world. And uh, it's very fun. Um, I, I really like I really like those five songs. Uh, it was nice because was it Ride or Die Volume One? That was March 2020 through I guess I would say November is when I finally. Uh, okay, let's let me think about when I wrote it. So March through I think I finished writing it in like July August. It just took me forever to finish the arrangements on that, and then uh, so that's kind of like that era, and then. Uh, I guess August through, well, no, it wasn't August. I'll say literally November through March, I want to say. That's when Volume 2, I feel like, was that place in my life. So it's nice. I don't know. It's cool for me uh, to take all these uh, EPs. I guess now with the Shweezy, ever since I rebranded Shweezy, uh, I guess King, King was kind of, I wrote Eggshells, and then I did three beasts uh two b-sides and then a cover of a jimmy world song and then so it's kind of cool seeing like how where i am in life when i write this stuff and so it's kind of a cool little diary for me but uh i don't fully tell that life now the most you get out of it is from the song so it's really cool go check out ride or die volume two it's out wherever you stream music just stream it non-stop so i can get all that royalty money and uh if you don't that's rough buddy because you're missing out on my music um also go check out like i said go check out my music but also go check me out on social media i'm everywhere at the Sweezy, except for tiktok which i do try to post regularly i need to figure out like at least practice more skits i do like sing along sometimes but i do need to make some skits or whatever like kind of like try to do that i need to actually think and make a brand on tiktok for people you know and i really like that so um what i will say yeah you can go follow me there that's it's the uh the foreplay king on tiktok but it's also uh at the shweezy everywhere else but you can also watch me stream on twitch every thursday and sometimes monday i think this following monday the day this episode comes out i will be streaming i have been playing pokemon crystal clear which has been really fun. It's like an open, it's Pokemon, but it's like a ROM hack open world from the original Crystal game, which has been really fun for me to play. I've played it first yesterday as I'm recording this. Really fun. Uh, Basically, you can challenge any gym leader in any order you want to, which is really cool. So I put like all the gym leaders in like a little like website randomizer thing. And um, then I have to follow them in that order. And like they scale based on what order you do them in. So I have like some really tough ones. I know I have some really tough ones coming up. But anyways, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, watch me play RPG games. I usually play a lot of Fortnite. It's usually Fortnite and Pokemon is the usual what I play over on my Twitch. But uh, I sometimes mix it up. If if a new Mario game comes out, like they had 3D All-Stars. I played Mario Galaxy. Then they had 3D uh, 3D World. I played that. Browser, Bowser's Fury. Browser's Fury. Um, that was fun, too. So I, I typically I do. I really like Nintendo Switch, but I do play a lot of Fortnite. And I do have an Xbox uh, one, not the, not the, not the good one. 
uh, not even like the Series X or not Series X or even the Xbox One X. I have like the launch Xbox I bought really cheap so I can play Fortnite a little bit better. Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. I stream every Thursday. It's usually around 8 p.m. I usually post on my Instagram. And uh, when I do go live, so go follow me there at the Shweezy. Uh, but I do sometimes Monday, but I will be playing this upcoming Monday because I do want to get a good distance in on uh, Pokemon uh, Crystal Clear. You can also support the show over on Patreon where you can uh, just financially support me and everything like that. But like, But with Twitch, though, I forgot to say this part. Um, with Twitch, though, if you do have already have an Amazon Prime account, you can get subscribes. Now, subscribes are different on Twitch than everywhere else. On Twitch, you have the follow button, which will just t- basically you follow me and let me know when I do go streaming and be a really cool way to say thank you for being a friend but no um a subscribe is basically you typically around like five dollars a month you basically financially support a twitch streamer and since twitch is owned by amazon uh basically what you can do is connect the two and you get one free subscribe a month and uh why not take five dollars away from jeff bezos and uh, support daddy Sweezy? you know why and i really like that so uh don't do that don't congratulations you played yourself don't play yourself go follow me there and like i said patreon is a great way to just straight up financially support me a uh, great way to say thank you for being a friend thank, just help me keep doing what i'm doing just literally help me survive that's literally what i can tell you to uh the patreon page uh is one way just a great way to say hey thank you for existing i want you to survive here's some here's like a dollar or whatever so thank you so much for that um but like always though the free th- shit you can do um you know like i said free shit i want to say free shit first uh that's how i want to end this uh Listen to my music wherever you're already streaming your music at. Uh, follow me on social media at the Shweezy and at the Fourplay King on TikTok. Maybe I should change that. And, uh, you know, obviously follow on Twitch. Uh, and uh, like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe wherever uh, you subscribe to your audio podcast at. Uh, leave a review, especially on Apple. I do know they still like it that you, like, leave a review. It's a great way to say it. And if you don't like the show, I... We'll be fine with you leaving one star review. I think the reviews on the show are a little too positive right now. So um, if you don't like it, just just say so. You know what? It's it's my, not my it's not my problem. This is the type of guy you get. I guess it is still my problem. No, leave a review, like, comment, comment what you like about the show. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, with that being said, though, I think that's all I have to say right now. Um, Let's get into Previous Week right now. For those of you who don't know, Previous Week right now is the news uh, that I filter out for you so you only know news that actually matters uh, in society today. Um, I have been doing uh, – usually what I would do is I would like, you know, Monday following the pre, you know the episode comes out, I would start, you know, planning for what news. Now I am just basically – I realize the news is easy to find. So I just literally – the Friday before the Monday I record this episode, I literally just – find four news articles that I believe uh, sum up this week in the news, and I call it Previous Week Right Now. And uh, so everything I found, I found the date of recording. So let's get fucking, let's just get right into it, as Philip DePranco would say uh, during his show and uh, during sex. I assume he has to say, let's just get right into it. (laughs) And I really like that. Sorry, sorry. Let's just get right into it. Fuck, I messed that up on the soundboard. Let's just get right into it. All right, this one's one I'm going to need to read and then uh, comment on, which is exactly why you're listening to this podcast right now. I don't know why I'm, like, saying that shit. Uh, Officer completes delivery after DoorDash driver was arrested. This is from ABC 12. I'm going to assume out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, or somewhere near that. Um, 
So let's just get right into it. An officer with the Jonesboro Police Department went above and beyond to protect and serve dinner to a woman who had placed an order through a delivery service. Uh, According to the department, Officer Tyler Williams assisted Officer Levi Chisholm with an arrest during a traffic stop on June 29th. They learned that the person arrested was a driver for DoorDash en route to make a delivery. Police say Williams took upon himself to get the food out of the vehicle before it was towed. He got the address of the delivery from the arrestee and headed that way. When Williams knocked on the door, the man who opened seemed confused to see the officer. Your DoorDash guy got arrested, so I brought you your food to you, Williams explained. In the body camera video, you can see surprise quickly you can see surprise quickly turn into last as Williams handed over the food. The DoorDash driver was charged for driving with a suspended or revoked license, no proof of liability, and a failure to appear and a failure to appear warrant out of a neighboring county. A spokeswoman for DoorDash provided the following statement. The safety of our community is extremely important, and we take reports of this nature very seriously. We have deactivated the dasher involved and are in touch with law enforcement to support their investigation in any way we can. So, obviously, DoorDash, one of our great sponsors. Obviously, always great to hear from them. Uh, but one thing... Um, you know, reacting to this, obviously, I don't like police officers, but it's cool that they at least, uh, at least finished the order. Hey, man, I have a DoorDash order. Can you at least get the food to them? It's like, yeah, because I feel like police officers try too hard. You know, if I was a police officer, I would be the worst, uh, at, um, you know, the petty shit, you know? Uh, most of you are thinking, if you, I wish you were a police officer. And I really like that. Unfortunately, I'm not racist, so I can't be a police officer. So, sorry to tell you all that, but I cannot be a police officer. Um, but, I mean, I guess they did, because I'd be doing shit like that. I'd be goofing around. Like, you know the movie uh, Superbad, where, like, the cops were just goofing around the whole time? That would be me as a police officer. I would be goofing around the entire night. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go against that light. Uh, I'm going to out or... Oh, I would also, like, scare people into pulling over and then just drive past them. Like, that's happened to me multiple times. Like, oh, my God, what did I do? Because I have anxiety. So I was like, what the fuck did I do? And then they just passed me. I was like, oh, I didn't do anything. Like, I was. Um, but no, um, I do want to know, uh, I do question here uh, with the revoked license and things like that. And, like, you know, no, you know, no insurance and shit like that or whatever like that. Obviously, um, that's bad. Um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drive without a, if your license has been revoked or whatever, you shouldn't drive, but I know people still will. That's just something I assume is going to happen. Um, here's the thing though. Did they pull him over because of that or was he doing something else? Because I kind of have a feeling that, you know, if you don't drive with insurance and your license revoked and shit like that, um, yes, that is wrong and it is illegal. However, if nothing happens to me, it's like, what's the big deal? It's only a big deal. The reason, I mean, still the reason why you get insurance in the first place, because what it's the idea of like, what if that happens? That's why you have car insurance. That's why they require it. It's just an idea of like a, what if type of situation. Um, that being said though, uh, did he actually do something wrong to be pulled over in like this? That's what I want to know. Um, so it's it's that age old question. Yeah, that's a really is an interesting question. It's like, oh, your license rev- the license revoked though. Unless it's like a DUI type situation, and I don't think this guy was drunk. Uh, that's a th- that's a good question there. But like you know, with insurance, like yeah, you should you should probably have a problem with insurance because like yeah, oh I hit you. Oh I don't have insurance. Um, 
which is yeah that's a that's a that's a kind of a situation that's a situation you have there uh but uh nevertheless though um yeah the insurance is a problem but like you know with the license like you're not doing anything wrong i don't know i mean uh, maybe they were tracking this place i don't know it is arkansas uh like florida is god's uh waiting room but like arkansas is like god's toilet you know what's god's toilet because missouri is above arkansas and Missouri is shit. And, and that means Arkansas is the toilet. Hope I offended everyone here today. As I move on to our next article, um, this is an interesting study because this actually happened in Atlanta uh, because the news report is Fox 5 Atlanta. I'm going to assume it's from Atlanta. Actually, it might be somewhere else. I don't know. They're just the ones reporting on it, folks. But I assume Missouri and then second place, Tennessee. I only live in places with meth apparently um i went well kansas I, kansas probably has meth i think kansas has meth but it's not as bad as missouri which my parents moved to like number four places for meth um uh places that make sudafed illegal are kings of meth. and i remember when i moved to tennessee and i saw people buying sudafed i'm like oh you can buy that here <laughs> can't buy that in missouri most places in missouri um for obvious reasons. Um, the, here's, let me go for this. No, let's sh- I didn't even read the article title. Meth addiction in fish poses threat to ecosystem balance, study says. Uh, so this is from Fox 5 Atlanta. A study published in the Journal of Experimental Biology on July 6th found that drugs such as methamphetamines that make their way into the world's waterways through human waste can actually cause fish to become addicts, thereby impacting the natural balance of ecosystems. According to authors of the study, fish have nervous systems similar to human beings and are able to develop drug addictions such as behavioral dependencies related to the dopamine reward pathways. In the study, researchers observed brown trout because while the species is native to Europe, brown trout can be found in all continents, excluding Antarctica. Every, I've been everywhere, man. I like that. Uh, furthermore, brown trout has been employed as a model species in toxicology, uh, example, Lukenbach et al. 2001. I guess that's uh, a very good research paper that he wrote. Uh, not one I wrote, because if I had to write a research paper, my only qualifications are uh, Taylor Swift knowledge. Does the result obtained in the present study are broadly relevant to numerous ecosystems? The study said, meth is a highly addictive drug that acts as a stimulant. It affects the central nervous system of the body and comes in crystalline powder forms, which can easily dissolve in water and liquid forms, according to the National Institute of Health. Results of the study found that fish exhibit similar behaviors to human addicts when growing through withdrawals. Withdrawal symptoms include increases in anxiety and stress. Piper 2015 exposed trout in the present study similarly displayed lower probability of movement, suggesting that their ability to explore a novel environment was reduced as a response to stress caused by methamphetamine withdrawal, according to the study. Researchers also noted that fish who had become addicted to methamphetamine exhibit similar behaviors seen in humans and sought out locations where often drugs are disposed of into waterways by way of human waste. User illicit drugs indirectly introduce these drugs into surface waters following excretion to sewage collection systems and discharge from wastewater treatment plants because these systems were not designed to treat such contaminations, the study said. The unnatural attraction to specific locations where fish can get their dose of meth and other drugs can cause an imbalance in ecosystems, according to the study. Consequently, fish that seek to satisfy their drug addiction 
shirk the natural desire to forage and reproduce again, potentially upsetting the balance of nature. The elicitation, I did say that right, of drug addiction in the wild fish could represent another example of unexpected evolutionary selection pressure for species living in urban environments, Johnson and Manishi South 2017, along with ecological side effects of human societal problems within aquatic ecosystems, the study concluded. Okay. Uh, according to the 2007 National Dr Survey of Drug Use and Health, uh, NSDUH, approximately 1.6 million people, 0.6% uh, of the population, reported using methamphetamine in the past year in 7,774,000. Uh, uh, that's 3.3% reported using it in the past month. A National Institute of Drug Abuse reported report said, as of 2016, the average age uh, for new meth users was 26, according to the to NIH, an estimated 964,000 people aged 12 or older, about 0.4% of the population had a methamphetamine use disorder in 2017. The NIH added these disorders included significant impairment, including health problems, disability, and failure to meet responsibilities to work, school, or home as a result of their drug use. The far-reaching impacts of meth addiction not only impact communities and public safety, but according to Rand Corporation... Wait a minute. Rand Corporation? Is that the one... Iron Fist? Is that the Iron Fist one? I don't know, but that show wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. A report from 2009, methamphetamine use cost the nation approximately $23.4 billion in 2005. And as shown in the recent study pertaining to meth addiction in fish, drug abuse has the potential to impact the natural bounds of environment. Methamphetamine users can unknowingly cause fish methamphetamine addiction in the ecosystem around us. Furthermore, drug addiction can have analogical destructive effects on population of wild animals as well as the human society doctor pavel horky co-author of the study told fox tv stations in an emailed statement okay this is a very interesting article because it, the title is funny but it was actually a very serious article um that's rough buddy so here's the thing i'm trying to think of here because my mind initially went to the idea that uh people were getting busted by the cops and so they're flushing all their drugs and that would lead to the fish and then the fish would get addicted to meth. But also, but I then, then forgot like, you know, like cigarette buds and, you know, whatever's left over from whatever kind of weed you smoke, you know, like in a bowl or whatever. Um, with that, like, does that go into the water? I'm assuming does that go into the water and they're just like used up like meth or weed and shit like that? Is that a case for it? I am... Like I said, the worst drug, the worst drug I've taken uh, was weed. Uh, take, I've taken weed. I've smoked weed. Um, and obviously, I don't, I'm obviously for, honestly, I think, you know, isn't Portland just legalize all drugs or whatever? Uh, I mean, I think that's just a good idea because obviously, you know, the war on drugs is made for black people. And then that, that um, track runner, I want to say, who just got, you know, who was in, from Oregon, she was in Oregon, and she got disqualified from competing in the Olympics because she smoked weed. And and it's weird, though. I haven't talked to my dad. My dad would probably have something to say about that. Um, however, though, she took a drug test in Oregon, and I believe aren't the drug tests like the Olympics people take? I assume it's for uh, making sure you're not using like body enhancing drugs that's the that's the test they're 
having you take though and uh weed does not enhance anything especially in running if anything it makes you slower um she just sounded like she's she just had a rough night and uh wanted to take the edge off and uh for someone who's trying to be athletic weed's probably going to be a little bit better on her body than like drinking heavily would uh i would know just look at me um anyways though no it, it is it's very interesting um do we have a proper way of disposing? I'm thinking if this is used drugs going into our waterways or whatever that's affecting the fish, do we have an effective way of disposing of like used drugs? If the little, the Christian inside me, I do feel like though, I, I still look super Christian. Like I do. And I don't know how to shake that feeling off folks i don't know how to do that um but i know the christian to me is like drug use drugs uh so i'm gonna say it like a, a fucking idiot uh but uh that whole idea is like is there a proper way to dispose of i know with needles and shit like that just don't do needle shit that's a good it's a good that's a good life lesson for you today don't use needles um for anything um it's i mean it's probably faster um but isn't like eating shit faster too i don't know i thought i heard something about that anyways though folks um don't toss your drugs into the water. Uh, we should try to keep the ecosystem at least similar. You know, let's treat the ecosystem at least similar to how we found it. All right. All right. I'm going to take a sip uh, of this Bear Walker, not sponsored by Jackalope. I want to get a beer sponsor on this show. Just like a beer sponsor, I just drink every episode. Be like, brought to you by this. Uh, it's not like an ad. Maybe I'd give them an ad read in the episode, maybe the beginning of the show with uh, the regular ones. But like being like, oh, yeah. And then I'm drinking this throughout the entire show. So. What the fuck's going on? Now, this next one from CNET. Very interesting. Heinz starts petition to make hot dogs and buns come in equal packs. Food waste is more and more of a known issue with American consumers wasting nearly 40% of the food they buy, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. Why then are hot dog makers and hot dog bun makers not doing their part? Hot dogs Heinz Ketchup Canada says in a new video often come in packs of 10... Ketchup, Canada says in hot dogs, often come in packs of 10, while hot dog bunks regularly come in groups of 8. I might argue their number. I don't always see 10 slash 8 groupings, but there's no denying they've, they never see seem to match up. I want to buy 8 hot dogs and 8 hot dog buns to go with them, Martin character Martin's character said while tearing buns out of a package at the supermarket, but no one sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns, so I end up paying for four buns I don't need, so I am removing the superfluous buns. Now, Heinz Ketchup Canada is getting involved in the decade-long struggle. In addition to the video, the company posted an online petition urging Big Bun and Big Wiener get together and put 10 hot dogs in a package and 10 buns in a package. Uh, as of Wednesday morning, just over 5,700 people had signed, and their comments show the issue has bugged a lot of hot dog eaters for a lot of years. Uh, 10% in for this, I wrote one petition signer, it's been so annoying running out of buns over the years, then to resort to bread slices in a pinch just isn't the same. Said another, I agree, still one of the stupidest things on earth. At least give more buns than hot dogs. Grilled buns with a bit of garlic butter and great are great for garlic bread. 
Heinz, of course, make the hot dogs nor puns, but ketchup, a condiment many people use on hot dogs and many think should never come anywhere near a hot dog. In fact, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council just came out to say only children should eat their hot dogs with ketchup. Maybe a new petition is on the grill. So, okay, so before we go into the actual dilemma in this article, the idea of ketchup on a hot dog debate is super funny. Now, I have nothing against ketchup. I, I, I don't get it. People act like they're too good for ketchup and shit like that. Congratulations. You played yourself. Um, I like ketchup, but I'm I'm definitely more of like, I could go without a sauce. Like, it's a, certain situations, I need a sauce. Um, I could eat a hot dog plain. I'm not too, not too worried about that. But uh, if I'm going to put a condiment on a hot dog, I'm going to be ketchup because I don't like mustard. I don't like relish. I'm going to put a hot dog on a bun. Um, and I'm going to say something super controversial right now pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that i'm not god but i'm gonna say it um i could eat a steak with ketchup okay i'm gonna i'll say it right here i'll eat a steak with ketchup obvious honestly i'd rather eat a steak plain like i said i'd rather do it plain but if i'm gonna use a condiment like barbie sauce uh, uh the a1 yeah but uh but i will say this though if i'm gonna use a sauce it's gonna be ketchup however a lot of people who do ketchup with their steak also, and I will say this also, and I'm going to say this is wrong, starting now, uh, like their steaks well done, which is crazy. My mom likes her steaks well done, and I thought that's how I liked it well done, so I ate dry-ass steaks for a while, and then I had a normal steak, and I was like, this is actually really good. And now, if my dad wants to make steak or burgers, I'm like, do not burn my burger to a crisp. I swear to fucking God, Dad. I don't I don't cuss around my dad because they don't they don't really like you know you know someone who doesn't really doesn't like cussing and like you actually like the person so you just don't cuss around them that's how I am um anyway so so that's what I'll say with ketchup uh next up on the debate yes hot dogs and um hot dog buns they should be an equal amount so I I watch a lot of cooking shows not because I'm a cook because I'm kind of fat and uh I've seen them make hot dogs and I've seen them make bread. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a scientific guess here. Uh, Cause I'm a scientist with a uh, fucking music degree right there. If you're looking, watching video, I'm pointing to it right now. That is my music degree. And I forget I have it a lot. I have dreams where I don't finish college a lot. And I'm like, Oh wait a minute. I finished college like five years ago. Um, what I will say here though, uh, from watching cooking shows on YouTube, um, I feel cause like the buns kind of are attached to each other. Like they're not like separated from each other. They're attached to each other. So what I'm assuming is there's one whole thing of hot dog buns. However, the hot dogs themselves can be made, can be added into multiple amounts. So I know we're talking here about, obviously we all agree hot dogs and hot dog buns. We should just all mutually agree with, a general pack of hot dogs should have this new general pack of buns, okay? But I don't think big hot dog bun industry, the big hot dog bun industry, has a say in that because I feel like they just have one whole ingredient. It's like one big blob, and they kind of, like, cut it up into a way where it's all going to be hot dog buns. I think I'm going to make a guess that big the big bun industry does not have control over it. They just put in as, however many is in as they want. Um, but I think Big Wiener. <laughs> I think Big Wiener will inevitably have a choice because I think they like 
stuff all the things into this weird casing, twisted off. She's like that. I know they're machines with the big wiener and stuff like that, but I think it's going to be have to be big wiener who has to make that decision. If you work for someone like that, email us at the at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to hear whatever the fuck you have to say about this. But I think it's going to be big wiener's decision to make the equal amount because I think big bun, uh, they just make ingredients like split up into so much. I think big wiener's going to be the one who had to take the poll here. Um, but if Big Wiener does this, um, I'm assuming Oscar Mayer is going to be a big one. Hebrew national. No, I am part Jewish. But I do prefer a kosher hot dog to like a pork hot dog. Beef hot dogs are better. Okay, folks? Beef hot dogs are better. Okay? That's all I have to say here. So, Big Wiener, get your shit together. Let's make sure we all mutually agree what number we can actually put into how many in a hot dog and how many in the bun cases. So I think big bun has to decide, Hey, we're going to make so many hot dog buns in this case. And then big wieners will be like, okay, that's how much we're going to sell. And prices are going to be adjusted folks. I'm sorry. Prices are going to be adjusted, but that's the only way we as a society can move forward. Okay. That's all we can do. Okay. I am done talking about wieners for now. This last article um, I'm disgusted yet highly interested in this. This is from AL.com. So if you have issues with AL.com, have your issues. I don't give a fuck. Um, but you're going to have issues once I say this. Um, Bill Cosby possibly planning comedy tour. The world is welcoming him back. That's rough, buddy. Okay. Um, let's get into it. As newly freed from prison, Bill Cosby may be planning a stand-up comedy tour, according to his spokesperson. Andrew Wyatt told the Philadelphia Inquirer on Thursday that Cosby, 83, has been talking to a number of promoters and comedy club owners and is just excited the way the world is welcoming him back. Wyatt is a native Bessemer and attended Miles College. Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after serving two years of a three to ten year sentence after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his sexual assault conviction due to a non-prosecution agreement he struck with a previous prosecutor should have prevented him from being charged over his 2004 encounter with accuser Andrea Constant. Uh, I have never changed my stance nor my story, the actor comedian said in a statement. I have always maintained my innocence. It's unclear when Cosby could return to performing, but Wyatt told Inside Edition that comedy club owners have called people, called. People want to see him. So, let me go with this first thing I want to say on this. So, I guess, like, you know, with the COVID situation that the world's been going through, if you didn't know what that was, that was, um, there was a situation with a lot of prisons for like, like, I guess some situations I can't speak for all and I don't know all the facts, but I guess with what Bill Cosby did, which is obviously wrong. And I am very much against it that, um, if he actually, cause he never said that he did, it. he's never admitted to saying like, I did this. I, and I will go to prison or whatever. He, he's been in full denial mode that he's never done any of this shit. Even though, like, 50-plus women, and you can even say that, like, oh, I bet some of them were lying. But, yeah, 50 is too big of a number, bud. Um, that's what I have to say. And, like, I've, you know, I've listened to some podcasts and shit about him, and it's just like, Jesus, dude. You hear these stories, I'm like, Jesus, 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 dude. And that's the thing with Jeffrey. It's similar to Jeffrey Epstein, because with Jeffrey Epstein, what he did... He always did the same move with every 
child he had sex with or whatever. But Bill Cosby did the same thing. He's like, and he remember a girl didn't like drinking alcohol. And he's like, I got you juiced because I know you don't like alcohol. It's like, Jesus, Bill. Jesus. And, and, you know, I'm obsessed with this Bill, the Bill Cosby issues all the time, though, mainly because I love the Cosby show. I grew up watching Cosby show reruns. I'm not that old. Um, I grew up watching reruns of the Cosby show on Nick at Night. And, you know, I absolutely love the show and I thought it was great show. And I think it really did, at least in my mind, help me real, like, at least realize because I've basically grown up in all white communities with like one or two black people or whatever. And it's like, oh, you're you're fine. You know, situations like that is like they're normal. So we're cool with them. Shit like that. And so, you know, I've never had I never really grew up in like around black people, really black people, like one or two. You know, I've known I've known black people when I was a kid. But, you know, watching the Cosby show is like a real, you know, kind of thing where it's like. Black people are just like everyone else, you know, it type of situation, at least in my brain. And I, and it really probably helped me in at least growing up realizing like, oh, I'm not racist. You know, shit like that. It probably helped me in my mind realize I'm not racist. So I want to root for Bill Cosby, but I can't. That's the problem, though. It's like so many allegations after that. You know, at the beginning, it's like, oh, some I mean, these women are probably trying to ruin his name. And then more stories come out. It's like, OK. Uh, and then you're like, ugh. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, so it's gross. So obviously I'm against it. But like, no, I guess there was a situation, though, um, where he could have gotten out on parole and like lived his in a nice lifestyle. Like he didn't have to stay in prison. He could have just been on parole type of situation like that. Um, but he refused to admit he did it. And uh, he stayed in prison because he refused to admit he did it. So People call me stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But I'm not that stingy. So uh, that's one thing here. And then he got released and shit like that. Um, A lot of other shit, you know, going on like that. Um, uh, Anyways, though, so... And then the next thing is... uh, So he got out of prison, obviously. No one's one's happy about that. Congratulations. You played yourself. Not sure if that's the best sound drop for that. But no, no one's happy about him getting out of prison. Um... Because he deserves to be in prison, especially especially in the situation that I just said, where he could be on parole. However, he won't admit to doing it. So he deserves to stay in prison, even though he's been found guilty. And uh, he deserves to be in prison. So he got out, and no one, no one was happy. We said free Britney, not free Bill Cosby. Uh, shit like that. Um, however, though, now I've defended myself saying I don't agree with anything Bill Cosby's done. I think it's disgusting, the person who he is, and... Honestly, he probably could have just gotten consensual sex. I don't know why he had to drug women. Um, I don't think he's that good looking, but uh, at the same time, he's pretty famous, and that's all you need to uh, get women to sleep with you, to be honest. And I don't know why he had to drug them. Uh, next thing, yeah, so next thing is he's working on bringing, doing comedy shit. Um, here's the problem with that. I, I would not pay money to see him live. Okay, folks? I just want to say this. I, my morals are with Bill Cosby. However, I am interested in what he wants to say. Okay? He has to have some material. Like, he was in prison. He has to have some material from that. There, I want to hear what he has to say. And I feel like we could put a disclaimer with it. Like, he's going back on the road. And the idea would be that he wants to make a special. Now, who would make that special? Um, 
I don't know the moral judgment of anyone who works on Netflix. Uh, Hulu's owned by Disney. Disney Plus would be like, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> they're just like, fuck no from the beginning. Um, part of me thinks Amazon would be okay with it. Like, Jeff Bezos doesn't have any morals. He would, he would be okay with it. I like how I talk shit about Jeff Bezos, but I stream on his platform. Um, anyways, though, I don't think he should be making money doing comedy. However, I kind of want to hear what he has to say. And that's the two wolves in all of us wondering what the fuck is going on. Um, that's all I have to say this week on a uh, previous week right now. So I guess, yeah. Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are, but you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, Shwoke Lords, so... But you're wondering, you knew I was out of town. I had a wedding, and uh, that was the main reason I went to Kansas City. I went back to Kansas City, some of my old stomping grounds, before I moved to the beautiful, wonderful city of Nashville. One of the Nashville has to probably be one of my favorite places to live. And uh, yeah, it was different going back to Kansas City, and I want to talk about the entire trip. 
So that's what I'm here to do today, folks. And uh, and I really like that. So let's get into it. So let's start with I went I left on Wednesday. I got back next. I went Wednesday night, so it wasn't really like a full day. And I got back Tuesday night, then following Tuesday night, uh, because I can. And uh, I was doing podcast stuff so I could justify the trip. That's, uh, that's a little life hack for you. If you can uh, do something while you're trying to go somewhere, you can justify the trip. And so Wednesday is the day of the flight. So, you know, I show up to the airport. Nothing really that special at the airport. I, I don't fly very much, but however, I will say this is the first time I've actually somehow in my five years of living here, I've actually had to fly out of Nashville. And uh, yeah, I never, I was like, I can't believe I went five years without actually having to actually fly out of somewhere like in Nashville. So that was pretty interesting. Um, so, I mean, like that was cool, but I didn't have any issues with TSA, which I don't go through TSA. Obviously, like I say, I don't fly very much. And so my idea is like, what if I have a bomb on me? And I'm like, I never have a fucking palm on me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, did I put my nail clippers in my bag? <laughs> shit like that, you know, shit they wouldn't even, and then it's like, you, you get through TSA and it's like, oh, I always forget TSA is never actually as long as you think it is too, unless you are going, unless it's like a lot of flights leaving at once, which I went, I went for an evening flight. So I'm not, I wasn't too worried that's another trick too i i i always assume like people always had to get up like extra early to go on a flight so those are the flights i've been on in the past where, like we had to leave like the crack of dawn in the morning because i guess the cheapest flights are early, super early or super late and i realized i'm like i'm not a morning person why don't i just go super late because i do not want to have to like wake up and i'm always you know i have anxiety so i'm always like worried about like waking up too late and I'm going to miss the flight. So why do I not do that and uh, just do it in the evening? So um, I'm a big fan of evening flights and uh, you can too. Remember, you don't have to wake up early for a flight. You can just go in the evening. And uh, if it's like my parents are always like, oh, you want to wake up early for the drive so you're not driving in the dark. I'm like, well, I'd rather drive in the dark when I'm fully awake than at like 6 a.m. when I'm like, half asleep isn't that more safe to drive when it's a little dark and the car has lights fyi um anyway that's just the thing here um oh yeah i got like boarding group b45 on southwest airlines but you're wondering why did you choose southwest airlines because i know what i'm worth folks i know who i am and uh, i got like b45 on a flight to kansas city which is the weirdest shit i've ever seen like i didn't know uh i didn't even think 45 people 45 people just in the B group were going to Kansas City. And uh, I, you know, it's an hour and a half flight, so I'm not like, ah, I can suffer in a middle seat or whatever. No big deal. Luckily, I did get a, an aisle seat, which I do prefer because uh, I usually have to pee a lot. But uh, I was apparently able to hold it and do an hour and a half flight two ways. So, and I feel a little stuffy in the window. And I don't really care. I've seen clouds, so I don't really care. Um, but yeah, before the flight, I do have to say, though, I ordered, like, two Moscow Mules and a can. I guess Gate D doesn't have, like, a proper bar. Or it's a COVID thing. I don't know. It's one of the two. Um, don't have a proper bar. But anyway, I got, like, two Moscow Mules and a can and a beer. And I guess they were wondering if I was getting it for someone else. Because, obviously, if you're, like, I'm going to buy beer for a couple people. But, like, obviously, like, hey, we need to make sure everyone's legal of legal drinking age you're buying for. And so I was like, I bought like, yeah, you know, two Moscow mules and a beer for me. And it's like, 
no, I'm, these are all for me. I just don't want to get up and take trips. Uh, there we go. So for the flight, we're going to go with my drink count before. Um, before the flight, I had two Moscow mules and a beer. Uh, then I proceeded before I hopped on the plane, I bought a cherry Coke, which I did bring four little mini bottles of Jameson. I poured one of them into the cherry Coke. So I had that. Um, I drank that on the flight and then you get your complimentary. I got a diet Coke cause you know, I'm trying to stay healthy. Uh, for all of you out there, I bought a diet Coke and, uh, yeah, I drank that too. So that's how buzzed I was. Um, and I guess, you know, again, eventually, you know, I make it to Kansas city where my, the, the initial plan was Micah was supposed to pick me up. And uh, he was supposed to have, like, you know, a funny, creative sign, like, just because you're my cousin doesn't mean I can't marry you or congratulations on your sex change. Nope, Micah didn't do any of that. He just tried to show up at the last minute possible in his car. like, get in. And so Micah is a fucking terrible friend. That's rough, buddy. I wish I had better friends, but I guess I would have to deal with Micah, who let me stay with him for almost a week, so... I guess that's the situation, you know, you were supposed to come to me, but I, he was like, you, you know, I am picking up you a little late and I'm like, I'm sorry about that. You, I do want to stop at quick trip. Um, I'll get you some food there. Cause I was wanting to get some garbage food at quick trip, which is a Midwest staple for those of you who don't know. Quick trip is straight up. It's like it, you know, like you're like, Oh, you, you're eating gas station hot dogs. I'm like, no, these are good gas station hot dogs. So calm your goddamn fucking tits. So there's that. He gave me like a, uh, I don't know what the specific brand was, maybe Megalobe Ultra, but it was some form of a white claw. So I chugged that on the drive. I was like, did you finish your seltzer? I'm like, yep, I did. Uh, and I was pretty, 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 uh, pretty good. So we went to, I guess we went back to his house and he, he insisted on us watching this movie called Willie's Wonderland, which is about, uh, it's starring Nicolas Cage. And it's about demon-possessed um, animatronic band like Chuck E. Cheese and stuff like that. So that's what we watched. We watched that. Um, Nicholas Cage didn't say a single line in the entire movie. And I guess, and I think Micah also, so yeah, Nicholas Cage didn't give me a, say a single fucking line in that entire movie. But, uh, but Micah gave me a two or three gin and tonics, so I was pretty buzzed. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. And I was just laughing the whole time. He's still said a fucking line i was basically that's how that's the how high my voice was when i say that but i was still hungry so i ordered a pizza uh only place open uh was 7-eleven so i ordered pizza from 7-eleven i think i tried mcdonald's first but they didn't they just canceled my order so i tried uh 7-eleven i guess they finished it um and i thought i ordered only one pizza i was like sorry micah i didn't get food for you and then it turns out i ordered two pizzas so lucky micah he got to eat food hashtag pray for micah that's the end of Thursday. Uh, no, Wednesday. Sorry. Now we're getting to uh, Thursday. Not a lot happened uh, this day. Uh, first thing, I did not write down, but I did remember when I was starting the show. Um, the garbage apparently came today, and uh, the garbage guy was not wearing a shirt. Now, for most of you wondering, is this Arkansas? No, this is Missouri, folks, so don't worry. It's Missouri. And you're like, oh, that still makes sense. Yeah, the garbage guy was not wearing a shirt. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's <laughs> going on out here? Um, probably, I wasn't hungover, but it was like, I drank last night type of situation. 
Uh, nothing really happened the entire day. I was just like playing Fortnite on Micah's TV and shit like that. Micah is like, I don't have anything planned for you. Um, but anyways, we went to Aldi uh, and Price Chopper to get like groceries and shit like that. And uh, for reference, I apparently have to say this reference here. Um, I'm going to pull up this conversation. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but this conversation here is going to come back to haunt us. And I want it to stay up right now. I want you all to read it. Read this conversation that me and Micah had about food. I want us all to remember this. It's still up. I want us all to remember it. And it go away now. Okay. So, yeah, he because he, yeah, he obviously didn't want me eating all his food as per the text message. Um, and then I will come back later uh, for all of us here. Um, uh, because I was going to be there for a weekend, I guess he just didn't want me to. And I, so I assume I didn't buy a lot at Aldi because, or Price Shopper because I knew I was not going to be there for very long less than a week and um and i knew i was probably just gonna order food as well so i'm like i'm not gonna worry too much about this um i did end up buying some like booze i bought like pbr jim beam ginger ale and the following monday micah drank half of that fucking bottle and i'm still fucking mad at him for that it's like and it's like it's 3 p.m you're drinking half that bottle don't you have fucking a job to do or shit like that i me started we're gonna get to monday don't worry we're gonna get to monday Last thing about Thursday I feel like is important is I saw a sign that said, Our city is the city of our God, which is not a correct sentence. And we need to address that, folks, in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, if you're a Christian and you have that sign in your lawn, you look illiterate. And you look as R-worded as I think. R-word meaning Republican, FYI. Remember uh, that. Um, But it should be the city of our God. I feel like is the proper sentence, but you don't need to say our city is the city of our God. Um, should stop that shit, Kansas city. You need to fix your, fix your shit. All right. So here we go. Let's get on to Friday. So the reason I took this trip was to go to a friend's wedding. And, uh, so this wedding is in Harrisonville, Missouri, which is like a 45 minute drive outside of Kansas city. Look where I'm staying. And so, you know, I'm asking her, I was maybe going to take an Uber to get there. And I was like, maybe I can get a friend to take me there. And so it's the day of the wedding. And my buddy, Austin Doyle, maybe you put up a picture here. Um, he, he said, yeah, I can give you a ride. And I said, okay, cool. Uh, we need to leave at 3.30. Wedding's at 5. 3.30 is plenty of time. I assumed he'd be late. He's the type of guy who's late to everything. So I assume with a 45-minute drive with a guy who's late to everything, I feel like saying that early is a good time. So the same day, he's just like, I'm going to buy a new car. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, uh, Ben's basically, he's going to buy a new car. And so I'm like, Hey man, we're so cool today and shit like that. So he's like, yeah. And, you know, figuring everything out. And, uh, so he's like, Hey, can you meet me at my place? Uh, that way I can just pick you up and we can just go ahead and leave. I'm like, okay. Also never been to his, this home of his that he's had. Uh, so I'm like, okay. So I get my Uber or whatever, and I get my ride there, and I show up. And so I'm like, I call him, like, hey, man, I'm at your house. Which apartment is yours? And he's like, oh, I'm not home. I'm like, okay. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'm like, okay. Uh, if you need to, you can sit on my porch. Okay. It's like a porch type of situation where everything's like connect. everyone's porch is connected. Uh, so I'm standing on someone's porch, not his probably. Uh, so, you know, 15 minutes passed. I call him cause he said he was 15 minutes away. And I was like, Hey man, what's your estimated time of arrival? Oh, I'm still 10 minutes away. I'm like, okay. Uh, you should have told me that 
15 minutes ago. And so 10 minutes then pass. Rain starts pouring down heavily. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, where the fuck? I keep just dialing. I'm like, where the fuck are you? He's like, oh, I'm like 10 minutes away. I'm like, and I guess, I guess eventually he's like 4 or 4.15 shows up. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be fucking late to this wedding. And he's like, wait, you said you didn't have to leave till 4.30. I'm like, nope, I said 3.30. There's a read receipt. And I'm not going to, I do have the read receipt. I'm not going to pull it up. I don't feel like pulling it up. And so he's like, oh, fuck. And then he actually shows up 10 minutes later. And uh, eventually I show up like 10 minutes late to the wedding, but I do sneak in, be able to see everything. So that didn't happen. So that was good. At least I fucking made it on time. But uh, I wasn't giving Austin $30 for giving me a ride there. That's for sure. Um, You know, and then eventually, you know, the reception happens. The thing is with this wedding, though, the only people I know, the groom, I think I never met the bride until this wedding. The groom... And all the groomsmen, I don't know anyone else. Like, literally every single groomsman I know and no one else at this wedding. So, you know, I'm like, just, you know, just having casual conversations with people. Uh, and they have an open bar, which means I drank way too much. I had wine. And uh, today is the day I realized I am no longer allowed to drink wine anymore because it's way too easy to drink. Um, basically, you know, I'm having conversations with everyone. Not Probably not smart ones. I end up passing out. Now, in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to take a nap on this table real quick. Um, if you ever think that in your mind, you're not taking a nap on a table. You're passing out. And then everyone's like, uh, yeah. And so I guess Micah, they called Micah on my phone. And Micah's almost coming to get me. But some dude in a blue truck took me back to Micah's place in Kansas City, which I was supposed to party with them afterwards. But apparently I just ruined everything. Um Good times for everyone. Uh, eventually, some dude, yeah, he's singing country music. This guy's from Nashville, but he likes country music. I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, not a lot of country music. I don't like a lot of country music. So uh, that happens. Uh, you know, memories keep coming back to me. So I know that's how I'm glad I know I wasn't roofied uh, because there's one wedding I went to that I was roofied. I don't remember anything. Uh, it would be nice if I did remember something. Uh, but apparently when I got back to Micah's house, I said shit like, I'm going to kill myself. My life is fucking worthless. I think I just embarrassed. I feel like I wasn't just embarrassed, passed out. And, uh, yeah, it's just so depressing shit. I'm like, I don't think I mean that. And, you know, uh, I was like, I'm going to spend this weekend just, you know, going on a nice little bender. And I did that. And I'm like, man, it's my first time back around people. I just fucking embarrassed myself. And that's just my life. I'm just getting over it. So apparently I was talking about killing myself. And saying shit like that that I don't mean. That's rough, buddy. So, uh, if you ever feel like you're going to kill yourself, if you get drunk and say you're going to kill yourself, but actually don't mean it, don't get drunk. And uh, I don't drink wine anymore because apparently I don't know my limits with wine, and uh, I'd like to know my limits with alcohol. So, that was Friday. Very, very sad fucking day for me. That's rough, buddy. Um, next up, we got Saturday. So I did wake up like weirdly early. Sometimes you just wake up stupidly early when you're hungover or drink too much. And Micah shows up. He's like, hey, you're going to come with me. We're going to do two hours worth of errands. We're going to talk about what the fuck you said last night. And I told him that if you make me move, I'm going to throw up. And that's the secret for Micah to get him to leave you alone. Uh, And it's like, oh, well, now he knows you lied to him. It's like, does he? Because I could have thrown up. And, uh... Yeah, that's the thing like that. So uh, I had to avoid that conversation, which, you know, in my mind, it was just like, I don't really mean what I said. You know, just type of shit like that. I just kind of drank too much and embarrassed myself. So 
So, you know, later that day, we are planning to go to Monster Jam, Monster Truck Jam, maybe. I don't know what it's fully called. I just kind of showed up. Someone had a ticket for me uh, at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, the nation's most racistly named stadium in the United States. Um, Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs, which it's like a race. It's not a mascot. (laughs) It's like, we're the Negroes and we're the new sports team. Like, that's not a mascot. Pick a new one. So apparently we go to the racist stadium. That's what we're planning on doing. We wanted to tailgate and stuff, but like rain was like all that 50-50. It's like it's going to sprinkle, then it's going to stop and sprinkle again, stop, blah, 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 blah. So so then we all decided just to hang out at Micah's beforehand. And I was hoping we'd all play Jackpot Party Packs because I did buy that for the, you know, for parties and shit like that on my Switch, but I've never got to use it properly. But uh, apparently we didn't do that. We just talked and like good friends um so yeah we all just end up hanging out at micah's house talking shit like that so we got the gang gang we're gonna hear everyone's nicknames for me big guy which you know is micah uh tommy buns foreman and frizzle or frizzy mcguire as i like to call her um i felt like the fifth wheel because foreman and frizzle are married and then big guy and tommy buns are like basically act like a couple already and so i'm here just being a little fifth wheel you know doing that shit um, and like, you know, Micah bought a lot of stuff like that, but I did have burgers and buns and shit left over. So I did still pay for all my own food. So don't act like I didn't Micah. Um, so yeah, you know, the, that, all that shit and stuff like that. So another good thing before we get to the, uh, monster truck show is I did take two hits of a bong and then we head out to monster jam. So that was fun. And so... I take heavy antidepressants for my anxiety. And so the one thing with weed is I don't think I appreciate it as much as most people. And because it's just kind of, it's just kind of like, I'm going to make my antidepressants a little bit stronger. That's what it feels like to me. So I just show up high and, uh, cause it's so similar to my medication. I just, I never notice it. Um, and so basically, you know, I, you'd feel like I'd be getting super drunk and acting obnoxious at something like this. Nope. I'm just sitting there like monster trucks, like crashing into shit, you know, um, I'm just sitting there frozen. Um, but then, yeah, our friend Tommy Buns, who is from Florida. So that's rough, buddy. Who got the tickets for all of us, uh, was the one who decided now, we were going to get tickets directly in the sun. So for, like, the first one-third of the show, we were like, I don't bring sunglasses anywhere because I'm not a wimp. But other people do. But I was like, oh, this is not fun. <laughs> but then I'm also high at the same time. Um, so that's uh, that. So we it was a really fun show. I, I really enjoyed Monster Truck. You know what? I like that. So uh, that's one thing I will always say. I did enjoy the Monster Trucks. Uh, it was better when they actually crashed and did shit. Um it's always fun to me. Hopefully, y'all follow me on Instagram. You could have saw that. But it's too late now. Um, that was really fun. So we eventually go back to Micah's place. I guess uh, Frizzle and Foreman had to go back to a little, little party or what, had to go to a party. Um, but uh, no, and then I'm like, I'm going to order pizza. Micah, where do you want? Where should I get pizza at? And he's like, Cody Shack. I'm like, okay. And so I tried to look him up online to order. He's like, they don't do online orders. They only do... Uh, over the phone. I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to talk to someone over the phone. Um, so yeah, I have to talk to someone over the phone, order a fucking pizza and the pizza's a little expensive and it, the taste is not there folks. So Caddyshack, it's not bad, 
and it's open late, but it's not worth the price. So me and Tommy basically split a pepperoni pizza. Micah almost eats an entire meat lover's pizza. I think Tommy took one or two slices, but Micah eats so fucking much. Like I thought I eat a lot, but I've kind of like narrowed myself like one meal a day, just one big ass meal a day. Micah just do so much. Like at one point, I think I saw him order a frozen pizza, like a meat lover's frozen pizza, and then add like a charcuterie board or however you say it, worth of meat on top of it. Like so much. Eat the whole thing for lunch. That's one meal. For me, like how much food he put on that shit would be like my entire calories for the day. But that dude eats so fucking much. Hashtag pray for Micah. Um, yeah, then we, Mike is high, obviously, and then he's like, we're gonna watch this Kaleidoscope video, and so he's put on this boring-ass Kaleidoscope video with this boring-ass music on another speaker, and then he's mad at me for being bored. You're bored? Like, weren't you watching the Kaleidoscope change? I'm like, yeah, not all of us are brain damaged like you. We don't do drugs every single day of our lives to try to function in life, and so... Eventually, Tommy's like, let's watch some funny videos. So we watch funny videos like normal fucking people do. And I really like that. And it was fun. And then Tommy leaves, and, you know, it was a good night. It was a good night. All right, we get to Sunday. Sunday, so Mike is starting his own podcast, which should be coming out in the next month or so. Um, so it was really cool. I don't want to spoil anything for that, but he needs kind of help, you know, doing it. But he said he wanted to do a cancel schweezy, so I showed him how I set everything up on my podcast and recorded it. So you kind of get an idea of how we did. So uh, if you haven't checked out episode 39 with, uh, Micah Chrisman, hashtag pray for Micah. You need to go check that out now. It's really definitely a fun episode. One of the funnest, uh, cancel shoes I will remember always doing. Um, one thing is fun with that. You know, I do tell the story about, uh, uh, him and his mom and me. Uh, so the shirt I wore during the episode, uh, Micah apparently bought a bunch of shirts from China, and uh, they none of them fit. So I just looked at them, see if I liked any of them. I like I like this one. I'll give you ten dollars for it. So I sent him ten dollars on Venmo, and Venmo obviously has to have you put a reason for your purchase. So I was like hardcore anal, um, and then his mom sees it and comments on it like nasty Sam. It's like your mom. We need to get your mom a hobby because she needs something fucking to do, dude. Like she can't be just looking at people. If you're looking at Venmo transactions, I never get on Venmo unless I paying someone something. So I never see what anyone else is doing. But if you're looking at Venmo transactions, cause you're bored, get yourself a fucking life. Um, okay. So, you know, eventually we do the podcast. Here's the food argument that I mentioned. So, so eventually, so basically what the plan was, so we fin- we're going to finish the podcast. I guess we do the friendship questions and we do the news. And so I was like, okay, cool. You got to go to this. So we're going to finish up here. I'll clean up, tear everything down, and then uh, you can go to there. I'm probably just going to order some food or whatever and get it sent to me. I After I said that, Mike is like, I bought all these groceries for you and you're not going to eat any of it? I'm like, what? Uh, I remember the read receipt. We showed it earlier in this episode. I told you I'm going to pay for all my own food. That's why I didn't buy very much, uh, first of all. I never said that I'm going to eat any of your food and shit like that, and I'm not. And he made all this food that, I. first of all, I'm a picky eater, so I don't even like this shit. I don't even like half the shit he made. He put onions in fucking everything. I fucking hate onions. So he's like, you're not going to eat any of this food that I made uh, specifically for me that you're not going to eat? I'm like, Micah, no. Like, I told you I'm not going to make you pay for my food. Come up, and then he's basically telling fucking 
everyone else that I'm like, I bought all this food for him and he's not eating it. I'm like, well, Micah, they're not going to pick my side, but they're going to pick your side. So at least I'm going to show the read receipts and at least show I'm honest. Um, so that was fucking annoying. Micah thinks that I said, I'm going to buy my own food. And then he buys all these groceries for himself. And he's like, you're not going to eat any of this? I'm like, no, I don't fucking like onions in anything. So anyway, is that fucking argument comes up? He's like, you're not going to eat any of my leftovers. I'm like, no, I told you no. I told you I wasn't going to do this at all from the beginning. And apparently I'm a bad guest because of that, because I don't like a charcuterie board of fucking onions and shit all over a pizza. I just like a straight, plain pepperoni. So and he, ba- yeah, like I said, he basically eats three large meals, like 2,000 or 3,000 calorie meals a day. And he's like, what can I lose weight? I'm like, no shit. You eat like five, like 6,000 calories a day. Hashtag. Pray for you know, like you're only allowed, you only need to eat like 2,000 calories a day in a normal meal. We've watched my 600 pound live. You know what the fuck's going on. Uh, so, you know, eventually things split up. I do order food because I'm not eating any of my food. Like I told him, I'm not eating any of that shit. Uh, so I go see my buddy Porcupine. Uh, so I so I don't have to have a weird interaction with uh, Micah's mom about me doing hardcore, him doing hardcore anal to me and I paying him $10. So, you know, I see Porcupine. He's a friend forever he knows who he is uh we've been friends basically within kansas days you know thing is he he's a real adult with kids and a normal job and uh which is boring so i'm not going to talk about his job uh i met his i've like apparently never met either of his kids um oldest one's three years old and then the new one or almost three years old she's almost three she'll be three in august like i was like she better not have the same birthday as me and she was like, I'm going to be born a couple days before that then. Uh, and then I met the new one. The new one was the, the th- almost three-year-old was, like, nervous around me, which is like most women who are nervous around me. But I never expected from, like, three year, almost three-year-olds, you know? I only expected from, like, women my own age. That's just the... Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So that's one thing. Um, and then, I, you know, I got to hang out with the, the, the fresh one. I call him, like, is this the fresh one? I'm like, that's not how you describe babies. And I'm like, can I order? And I'm, he, he's like, yeah, uh, just make sure her head has some support. I'm like, okay. So I put, like, my head, like, hang out like this. And then her head's like, Ugh. I'm like, oh, that's why you want to do that. You need to fucking get some fucking neck muscles, dude. I know you're two months old, but, like, still, like, you got to gain some neck muscles i i she probably will he has two girls um and i'm just like i'll put you down like this i'm like yeah you're cool so she's cool i like both the kids um and then like you know we were hanging out like outside his apartment like trying to figure out shit like that you know just talking and then like the oldest one like kept waking up running outside talking to mom i'm like he was like yeah she's had a problem sleeping since day one i'm like yeah i showed him go the fuck to sleep especially the audiobook by Samuel Jackson. It's great. And we discussed, like, is it unethical to put a child in a deadlock to get them to go to sleep? There's a lot of ethics there that we did not discuss. Um, all right, I guess we're going to go to Monday. Uh, Monday, um, so um, Foreman, Austin Doyle, wanted to get lunch with me at, like, 3.30, which is, like, a time I would eat lunch, but I usually eat one meal a day because I'm a healthy person. We go to a place called the Vietnam Cafe, which is a great restaurant, I will tell you. It is a great restaurant. However, I've never eaten Vietnamese food before, so, you know, I'm picky. So, all I'm trying to order is just, like, chicken and rice, some form of their chicken, some whatever form of chicken this country has, and some rice. Um, 
you know, that's all I want. So the menu is in Vietnamese, but then has the English translation of the ingredients underneath. And uh, my, apparently, my brain was like, I'm going to order, apparently I have to order in Vietnamese. Apparently no one orders in Vietnamese. They just say what they want and they bring it out to them. Because uh, I don't know how this restaurant works. Um, all restaurants should work the same. That's how I live my life. Unless you're like, we're a buffet. And then maybe that's a little different. Um, yeah, so I tried to order chicken in, and Austin ordered chicken and curry. And I apparently ordered like beef pho or whatever it is. So Austin ate the beef pho and I took his chicken curry. You know, because I can. Because you tricked me into put me in an uncomfortable situation. Um, and then that didn't help when we went back to Micah, and Micah's like, you wouldn't eat the chicken curry I have, and you ate chicken curry? I'm like, Micah, I don't know what food you made, and I don't know how old it's been in your fridge. I don't know if I want to eat that fucking shit. Calm down. And then he has the audacity, Micah has the audacity to tell Austin that when recording Cancel Sweetie with me, he felt really dark. I'm like, fuck you, Micah. You're a dark human being, too. At least I'm fucking honest about my shit. Anyways, though, I- I've been talking a lot of shit about Micah. Hashtag. Pray for Micah. But no, he is a really good friend, and I do love the guy, and I'm really thankful for him in my life. So, you know, eventually, you know, we do record an episode of his podcast, which I don't, I don't know when he's releasing this shit, uh, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, so basically I told Micah to buy all this gear. Uh, basically I told Micah to buy gear that he would basically only need, all he need to do, he would never have to upgrade this shit. He'd basically have the gear to go full throttle uh, from the beginning, and he would never have to upgrade anything. Maybe like... The cable breaks, buy a new one and shit like that. So I bought like uh, the Rode pod mics and shit like that. Um, basically, I helped him get set up with his podcast, download the drivers for his Scarlett 18i8, which is like a four input Scarlett interface, uh, download Logic Pro on his computer, get that set up, and then walk him through how he would need to set up recording his podcast, bouncing it. Then I guess he's going to edit it in uh, Premiere Pro, which I don't know how to use because I use... Uh, Logic and Final Cut. So those are my two. And I was like, you already know Premiere, so just edit in that. So he's going to edit in that and shit like that. Uh, but it's going to be a good show. Hope you all excited to check it out. Uh, basically, it's for white people who insist on seeing every sociopolitical conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization. So if you're into that, if you're a white person and want to pretend that you're woke, go check out Micah's podcast. Uh, not sure when it comes out, but I just want you to plug it on my show and I'm going to plug it whenever he actually does release it. I will plug it on my show. So you better go check that shit out. Um, uh, pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So it's my final day. Um, so I got my flight back to Nashville and everything. And I guess, I don't know how this happened. I wasn't there on the decision making, but Foreman decided that he was going to give me a ride to the airport. I'm like, okay. But he wanted to take me to, like, Monarch Coffee, which I guess is his coffee shop that he works at. Not for much longer, but I guess he's part-time there. I don't know the full situation. Uh, I got a bag of beans there. Apparently, I got the cheap bag of beans, only because I like the tasting notes on it. Apparently, I'm I'm fucking trash. That's rough, buddy. But uh, anyways, no, he's like, it was really cool. Uh, they had this drink, like, it's like an orange creamsicle, which is really good. I'm like, hmm, this tastes like one of those orange creamsicles. I'm like, yeah, that's what the drink's called. I'm like, oh, shit. I also had this one. It was espresso and, like, fever tree tonic water. It was really good. Um, but I drank it really fast, which was not good when I was walking through the plane shit and whatever. So, but no, Monarch Coffee, Kansas City, really good. Go check that place out. Uh, uh, guess what? And I really like that. So, uh, last off, he drops me off at the airport, and he tries to embarrass me with the, hey, don't forget your hemorrhoid cream. 
joke, but he says it super quietly so no one hears him. I'm like, okay, thanks. One, I'm like, don't worry, I have a bidet at home. I don't have to worry about that shit. Um, but I eventually, you know, get on the plane. I guess I put more in my bag than I than my backpack. So I typically travel like I have my backpack. I take on the plane with me, and then I take my uh, now my suitcase, which is my check baggage. That's the convenient part of uh, Southwest Airlines. Um, you get two check bags, and because I know what I'm worth, and they're like, this is two pounds over the weight limit. Uh, for this flight and we don't want to charge you $75 I'm like god fucking damn it and I'm too Jewish to pay $75 so I have to like struggle to reorganize my bag and it's already a fucking mess and barely fitting together uh, but eventually I get it to work and now it's just a pain in the ass um, but uh, you know the plane was fine I didn't drink anything before I got on the plane I did pour I did pour some Jameson in my complimentary diet coke and then they're like oh we got some turbulence chug your drinks I'm like fuck <laughs> and I just drank the whole thing um so the last part of this journey I want to talk about, uh, when I got to the airport, uh, I was in gate D at the MC, not MC, at BNA, Nashville International Airport or whatever it's called. I don't know why it's called BNA. Uh, That's rough, buddy. But uh, I tell, you know, I see a sign. I mean, no, like I said, I'm in gate D. I see a sign that says gates A, B, and C right underneath it, baggage claim. So I thought it was baggage claim for gates A, B, and C. So I'm walking around this entire fucking gate looking for baggage claim D for gate D turns out they're all in the same area. So after like 30 minutes of wandering around, uh, with my already injured foot, perennial tendonitis, I, uh, end up, you know, finding it, finding my way to the lift pickup area and I make my way home and, uh, it was good. So overall it was a good trip. I did talk a lot of shit about Micah, but overall I do love that guy. So if you want to fucking go against him. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And I guess that's everything I have to say about uh, my trip to Kansas City. A lot of fun, a lot of ups and downs. We live in a society, and our current society, actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So, using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. 
Uh, with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, my fellow Shrook Lords, it's time for me to solve all your relationship problems. Now, a lot of you have a lot of problems, and I guess it's my job to fix it. Um, so I guess it's my job to fix it. And I really like that. Let's get into it. Uh, my wife's parents moved three doors down. What do I do? My wife and I have been dating for 10 years, engaged since May of 2019. We were supposed to have our big reception wedding last year, but postponed it until this upcoming October due to COVID. We did, however, get officially married last October. We've lived together since late 2017. We purchased a house together December 2020. My, parent, my wife's parents sold their house in 2019 and have been renting until last weekend. They have always wanted to follow her around as they are not close to their older son. They look at houses anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes away, but most recently found one three doors down from ours. They put in a cash offer with the proceeds from their own home and closed within one week. If it were possible, my wife would have wanted them to live with us. I was strictly against this idea. They are now in the same neighborhood and are already infringing on our life. I find myself up late at night because despite them living separately, it feels like they are living here because they can come over at any time and their presence is always there. So, buddy, look, first of all... Congratulations, you played yourself. But... To be honest with you, you've been with her for 10 years. You've been living with each other since 2017. You bought a house in December 2020. You have to know her parents are a big part of your life. A big part of her life. Like, how do you not already know this? That's a weird situation that you do not know that. And now the fact that they're doing like little Everybody Loves Raymond style, like that their parents are coming over all the fucking time is something that you should have kind of figured out beforehand. And that's a weird thing that you don't understand. Now you're like, oh, the parents are basically living with us, but not really. Um, yeah, you should have kind of figured that out beforehand. And that sounds like a you problem, so... Congratulations, you played yourself. I don't know what you want me to say here, buddy. Uh, you, everyone has baggage. Um, we all have baggage. I have baggage, you have baggage, she has baggage, her parents have baggage. And guess what? Um, if you love someone and you want to make them your ride or die, which is an EP by me out now everywhere where you stream your music, uh, you realize that with these ride or dies, they have baggage. And some of the baggage is good and that you like to take with you. Some of it's not good, but you still have to take with you. That's what baggage is. You just have to make sure you got matching sets and you can easily identify it at an airport like I do with a Mickey Mouse uh, name tag or whatever they're called or uh, whatever that shit is called. So, buddy, don't act like you figured it out. You didn't. You just, uh, you, I don't know why you figure acting like this is a big deal all of a sudden. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, Y'all know. Next question. Throwing a bonfire for my birthday, but none of the guests know each other. Bad idea? 
My birthday is coming up, and due to my own poor social management, I don't really have a circle of friends at the moment. Just a few scattered friends here or there. I got a little zealous and invited three of my friends, all between 21 and 22, to my house for a bonfire, but none of them know each other or have any mutual friends besides me. I'm incredibly nervous and don't know if it'll go well. They're all similar enough and like to smoke weed, so that'll make it easy, but I'm just nervous. It'll be awkward with nothing to talk about. Should I cancel? So, no, don't cancel your fucking birthday party. It's your birthday party, and uh, your birthday is all about you. And I like to try to, and I've realized that we do social media and everything. Everything in our life is just to be about us. Uh, and guess what? I like that. So, uh, funny enough, uh, example of like, I'm just like, you know, we're just trying to make things about us. Like I joked last month, I uh, have not figured out a way to make pride month about me yet until last episode. I was like, Micah's mom thinks I'm gay. So now I get to celebrate pride. Um, one thing that was funny is, uh, Emmy Rosen is her name. I believe, uh, she played Fiona on, uh, shameless, uh, until the last two seasons where she was like, I'm not going to be on the show anymore. Um, but anyways, she posted like she, I guess she was pregnant and had a baby, but also didn't post anything about the pregnancy until she already had the baby. And then, so she posted for father's day, happy father's day, but it was a pregnancy photo of her. And that is prime an example of how, uh, we all try to make everything about ourselves. We always try to make everything about ourselves. And that's why we always worry about ourselves too much and think about ourselves too much when we realize no one else cares. Um, in regards to your birthday party, because I went off a topic a little bit, what I will say, though, is uh, you may have to figure out a get-to-know-you game type of situation where everyone, you know, kind of gets to know each other and uh, does not feel super awkward around each other and is not acting fucking uh, questions about, it. I was like, who are you? It was like, like when I was at this wedding, it was like, Oh, I was like, uh, how do you know the bride or groom? Well, I know the groom. Uh, we went to music school together. And it was kind of a situation like that. I was like, oh, are you a musician? I'm like, yeah, I'm the fucking best musician that's ever came out. Ride or Die Volume 2, out now wherever you uh, listen to your music. Uh, but no, so get to, get to know you game. The weed, and if there's alcohol involved, that is going to chill everyone out and make everyone a good time. Like, I could honestly, I could see myself hanging out with anyone, you know, especially weed and shit like that. I, I mean, I do that all the time. Like, I'm a... I'm, I mean, I'm a single guy in a big city, big city, Nashville. And honestly, what I can tell you right now is like, I go, I go to movie theater. I want to see a movie in theaters. I go by myself. Like, and then, okay. Can we talk about the movie theaters by yourself? There's no reason why we should shame people who go to movies by themselves. First of all, if you watch a movie, if you live alone and you watch a movie by yourself, it's not a big deal. However, if you go out in public to do it, it's a big deal. And second of all, you don't necessarily need to have someone with you to go see a movie uh, because you're not supposed to talk during the movie. You're supposed to watch the movie. So I don't know why we shame people going to movie solos. And it's not because I do movie solos, uh, go to movies by myself. It's just general. Like if you watch, it's different. Like it's definitely a thing like, oh, I'm going to, I'm watching, I'm home alone. I'm watching a movie by myself. Not a big deal. Hey, I want to see this movie, but no one else wants to go with me. So I'm going to go watch this movie by myself. Like, apparently that's a big deal. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know why we shame people for going to movies by themselves. Because I do it all the time. And I'm telling you, if you want to see the movie and no one wants to go with you, just go to the movie. That's all it is. Um, but with this, if someone's, if it's just a bunch of scattered people, you make them get together and do it. I make different friend groups get together all the time. And uh, it works out most of the time at least i don't know if they become best friends but you know they, they become friends 
they it's a fun hang. As long as the personalities aren't like extremely different, that's when it becomes a problem. All right. Thinking about X a lot. I've been broken up with X uh, in no contact for over a year. Recently went completely no contact by not checking socials. Um, hold on. Oh, someone from India wants to do something with my music. I'm like, fuck that. Um, I've been broken up with X for no contact over a year. Recently went completely no contact by not checking socials maybe three months ago. Haven't spoken to or seen X in over a year, but whenever I am with another potential partner, I fond myself thinking about my ex a lot comparing and just thinking about them in their new relationship it bothers me i feel like it's unhealthy uh should i be dating again or is it a sign that i still need to heal and be alone i was with my ex for over three years it's crazy that i even expect my brain to just stop thinking about someone i saw slash thought about every day for three years how the heck is he able to do it and be so deep in a new relationship so Couple things I would have to say in that situation. Uh, one, you're fucking lonely. Um, loneliness, the cure to loneliness is not finding someone else in your life. The cure to loneliness is to understand that you're okay alone. That's the answer. Um, number two, it sounds like um, the situation that I am reading here that you are over him, but you're not over him being over you like you want him to still want you but you don't want him and, and that's a kind of a selfish thing you have to realize that he's his own person and you need to realize that he does not that now that you two are apart you shouldn't expect someone to want you we all want to be wanted by someone that's not like an abnormal thing to think about uh, we all want to be wanted why do you think i post why do you think I'm buttoned down here right now on this for video only people? If you're listening, sucks to be you because you don't get to see me with a couple buttons down on this button down shirt. Um, yeah, well, um, the, the main situation I would say that you have right now is you want him to not be over you. However, you are over him. And so you're jealous of him for being so over you. And I don't know if you necessarily want to get back together with this person, but at the same time, you want them to still be obsessed with you. And that's not healthy. You shouldn't want people, your ex to be in love with you. That's a thing. And I try to let my exes move on. Most of them, it's pretty easy. And for the ones that aren't, it's kind of just the situation where I try to let them. It's like, oh, look, I'm not going to fight for you. I'm not going to try to fight for your honor or whatever the shit people do. Like, it's like, it'll be cool. Like, in my loneliness, it's like, maybe we should get back together. But also, it's like, Am I going to fight for you? No, I'm not going to fight for you. That's the situation. You're not going to fight for this person. You just want them to be in love with you. And that's the situation here. So you just kind of have to get over that idea that you want them to want you. And once you realize that, your life's going to be a lot better from there. So just calm your fucking tits and uh, move on. Unsure if friend cheated with me during threesome. That's rough, buddy. Or is it? Um, this is a weird situation. I had an unplanned threesome last week. Basically, we were out drunk at a club when my good friend's girlfriend told me she'd always found me attractive and started making out with me. My friend was totally fine with it, very into it, actually. So I figured, 
Why not? The three of us ended up back at their place. My friend mostly watched while the girlfriend and I fooled around. This apparently had been something they'd always wanted to do. They assured me I was pretty drunk and not really thinking about anything too deeply. But as long as they were okay with what was happening, fine by me. They'd never brought any of this to me previously. This is all a new experience to me. I have zero desire or intention of ever home wrecking or causing a rift in any relationship. My friend tried to kiss me and touch me a little, and from what I could recall, the girlfriend didn't want him to. Not positive, but I think this is what happened. And he went back to watching. Anyways, when the girlfriend falls asleep, and my friend and I start fooling around in just the two of us kissing and touching each other below the waist, but not penetrative sex. I really did not think anything about it in the moment other than just having fun with him. But now reflecting back, I'm wondering if this was wrong. I don't know what they talked about beforehand, but is it typical for just two people, especially one half of a couple, to mess around still if the other one of them is now asleep and not participating? And again, I feel like the girlfriend wasn't crazy about us kissing, but I'm totally unsure. It's deeply not my place to say anything, but I have started feeling guilty. Um... Here's the situation. Um, and in, in regards to your guilt, um, that's not your problem. That is not your problem at all. So let's say uh, you're, 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 you're in my situation. Of course, I've never done anything like this. Folks, I grew up Christian. So it's like, oh, threesomes are orgies and those are bad. Um, but now I'd be down for it. Anyone want to help me get the belt? feel free to email me or hit me up. Uh, what I, what I will say though, is in regards to, if you join like a third person as a third person situation, um, whatever they discuss beforehand, before ever doing anything is their problem. None of this is your problem. So if she is not happy with you fooling around with your guy friend that's involved, that's their problem. Don't make that your problem because they, if they're going to add a third person to their relationship, what they would have to do is have a deep discussion of uh, things you should and shouldn't do and what makes everyone comfortable in this situation because you should not be the one, you should not be the victim in any of this. You're just down to have fun, but they're the ones who have to kind of like set their limits and shit like that. That's the thing. And that's always want to know because I always, if I'm on a dating app, I do like to swipe right on the people looking for a third however i don't want to have sex with a guy at all i don't want to do any of that shit i i just assume i'm gonna make two friends uh but any any situation that you're in from what i'm hearing here today on what it, what it sounds like is uh whatever is crossing a line is their problem because you can't cross your own line you make up your own boundaries but boundaries for them as a couple is going to be their problem and it's not going to be anything your fault so don't feel guilty at all that's their problem and uh if it's a problem for them uh they have to everyone has to deal with their own problems uh if you have a problem with something that's something you have to deal with like if someone says like i have a problem with your drinking um I don't have a drinking problem. You have a problem with my drinking. That's how it works. That's how life works, folks. Um, either way, that's the way it is. So that's the best advice I can give you. How do I ask my boyfriend about a condom I saw in his car? I noticed it under the passenger seat when he drove me home. I was staying at his place for three days and hadn't noticed it before. I'm not sure how to ask about it, and I'm not about to jump to conclusions, but I know it wasn't me, it wasn't in the packet, and I couldn't see if it was used or not. 
Any advice? Uh, also, I know his mom doesn't like me, but I don't think she would plant it there. So I'm going to probably cross out the mom situation. Like, the mom has to be super crazy. And uh, usually, like, the mom doesn't like me, but at the same situation, it's like, um, I don't know if she's going to do that shit. Uh, anyway, so here's the situation that we have here in the situation booth, I guess, on this podcast. Um, the real situation is you kind of have to figure out, is the condom open or not? If the condom's open, he's definitely 100% cheating on you. That's 100%, because I don't see a situation where I'm leaving used condoms in my friend's car. Now, if the condom is closed, there's a lot of situations. A lot of times he may have brought one in case you and him are about to hook up. That's a situation. Maybe his friend was in the car and it just fell out of his pocket. That's a situation. So if it's not opened, there's a lot of there's a good chance he didn't cheat on you. That's like, that's going to be a good uh, situation for you that he did not cheat on you if it's not open. However, if it is open, it's definitely cheating on you. So you kind of have to figure that out. Um, now that you're in the situation that you didn't bring it up when you did see it in the car, uh, you can't just bring it up out of nowhere. Um, if you get into his car again and do see the condom still there and you could just, just be like, what the hell is that condom doing there? And you know, just that way you can casually bring up the conversation and you're like, wait, I don't even use these condoms and shit like that. And he's gonna, he's basically, you're basically going to have to read him for what he reacts to it. Um, definitely, definitely if it's open, he definitely cheated on you. Definitely. And in the car too. Um, I don't know how old you are, but I, I mean, I'm 20, I'll be 28 next month surprise happy birthday to me um and it's like i don't want to have a section of fucking car i'm too old for that shit um but nonetheless yeah that's basically say if it's opened he cheated on you if it's not opened there possibly could be a conclusion to the story um however that's something for you to find out and me to just kind of lead you in the right direction that's who i am uh, this is the type of guy you get all right um is this the last question no, we got two more. Okay, here we go. All right, I drunkly cheated on my ex-girlfriend with one of her closest friends a day before we planned to break up. This happened last Tuesday, the day I finished my final exams. I thought I'd celebrate, and it's not, it's IDE, like the Ides of March or whatever. I just want to let everyone know that. This is the type of... This is the type of guy you get. So this happened the last two days. I really like going to the bar with a few friends. Mine worked. Uh, I live in Europe where the drinking legal age is... 17. I'll refer to this person as Danny. Danny is a biologically female non-binary friend of mine that I'd still spell the same been getting Kleiss to recently because both of us were having trouble with our relationships. I got to the bar and it being a Tuesday during a pandemic was basically deserted. I just hung out at the bar and got a ton of drinks. My I'm making fun of this person for being from here, but I, I can't, I'm not that better of a writer. This time I had lost feelings as our relationship was short and didn't survive long distance. The plan was to break up with her the day after I went to the bar and get things straight. Danny basically comforted me while I drank and drank and drank. I'm not a heavy drinker, but I do have a pretty good tolerance. The alcohol was slowly creeping in. Danny spent the whole evening making sexual passes at me jokingly. I knew that both my ex and Danny were good friends, and I trusted Danny with my feelings that night. Once their shift was over, see, I hate them, they, them, they, there as fucking pronouns. We have to figure out a new pronoun for non-binary people, okay? We have to figure this out, because they're 
refers to a group of people, and it makes it makes sentences weird. Uh, once Danny's shift was over, we walked around the pier. We were at harbor at a harbor. Is when my memory started getting choppy. Danny hadn't drank anything except Sprite. While we walked, I vaguely remember holding their hand, though I don't know who instigated it. Next thing I know, I was at the end of a pontoon with Danny making out. After this, we took a taxi back to my place as I offered them to stay at mine since Danny lives on a separate island and the voyage home would have been too long. I don't remember uh, the ride home. All I remember from this moment is offering them a glass of water and a blurry scene of me in bed with Danny on top of me. We were having sex. First time for me, not for them. They were on birth control. I then woke up, but I don't remember uh, doing so. We spent the morning talking about what to do now, then my ex or not. I was about to break up with them in just a couple hours. I started I had to tell her that I cheated. I met her at a local park, but I couldn't tell her about the cheating. I didn't want to ruin the relationship of Danny and my ex. I later called her once I was telling her the situation and was promptly told I was a terrible person. All I told her that I cheated with Danny. I, of course, checked with Danny if this was okay to say from the beginning, and they gave me the green light. And now here I am, a terrible person and even worse boyfriend. I feel bad for getting Danny involved in all this. I stopped talking, taking my anxiety meds and started increasing my Ritalin dose to instigate anxiety attacks throughout my day as a way to atone. I know the most likely answer to this thread is going to be people calling me and ask, but I know that already, but can I do what can I do to make it up to my ex? She's really amazing and doesn't deserve what I've done to her. So we, there's a clear, there's a clear right answer to this situation, folks. I know there's a clear right answer. However, I'm going to, I'm going to give my answer to this. Look, you're going to brag up with her already. So I feel like cheating. So there's a thing though, when you break up with someone, you're the bad person. You already become the bad guy in their mind. So, the fact that you cheated and already were going to break up with her. The fact that you, I mean, at least you went through with it. So that's good. At least you didn't, like, I'm going to break up with her and then you cheat. And you're like, no, I'm not going to cheat or break up with her. So that's a good thing, at least. Um, what I can say for you, though, is, I mean, at least you went through with it and you already knew the relationship was over and you realized you were going to hurt a person. Because a lot of times you can break up with someone, uh, do everything correctly, and still hurt them. That's just... Uh, that's just how things go. And This is the type of guy you get. So you don't always necessarily get that clear answer in the to the idea of breaking up someone breaking up uh there's always bad guys and good guys so that's a, that's a situation so i mean i mean i'm not saying the cheating was probably wrong however you're already breaking up with her anyway so does it really matter at this point um also how what's going on with danny are you gonna hook are you just gonna become friends with benefits are you gonna try a relationship what are you doing What's going on with the situation? Tell me what's going on with this situation with Danny, because I would really like to know. Um, I mean, Danny already knew, I mean, I guess to begin with. So, I mean, like you weren't doing anything bad to they, them uh, in the situation. But, you know, I think honestly, I mean, I wouldn't, this is a weird situation because you didn't, I mean, you did technically cheat, but you were already going to break up with her at the same time. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. This is like, it's technically cheating, but does it really count as cheating? That's the situation, which, you know, that's a, that's a good debate for everyone listening today. Uh, did he actually cheat technically or because emotionally he wasn't already there with her? So that's the situation. So uh, um, I don't think you played yourself, but that's rough, buddy. 
So I probably wouldn't think too hardly on it, my my dude. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. Oh, I got a Facebook notification. Is it anything important? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, next up, got to open Photoshop and go to our final question of the evening. Here is the story. Uh, my ex accused me of posting her nudes online. We broke up six plus months ago, and after two months of silence, I got a text from her asking me if I posted her nudes. According to her, someone added her on Snapchat and directly named me, saying I posted her nudes online. They also refused to say any more than that and remained anonymous. Just to be clear, all private photos were deleted when we broke up. I've never shared them with anyone or discussed them with anyone. I have two explanations, but would like some input. Our relationship was all over social media media and if anyone wanted to cause drama they could have made this stuff up our relationship was anything but happy she was sweet and eventually became a physically and emotionally abusive person this is her way to weasel her way back into my life so obviously i'm i'm here i'm here thinking about you specifically this is the type of guy you get so you're posing this to me on the internet and what reason do you have to lie to me that's gonna be that's my question and my answer is you don't. I'm assuming you don't have any reason to lie to me. Uh, why would you lie to me when I don't even know who you are? I don't even know who you are. It's what when women share their OnlyFans with me. <laughs> I send that Thanos saying, I don't even know who you are. Um, so with that, though, um, so only, I mean, you know the truth, and I can't imagine you're lying to me right now. So I'm assuming you are being truthful, uh, and you did delete all that shit when you did. So uh, you do have that situation. Yeah, someone could be trying to bother you, but it's like a Snapchat too, so I don't know how fucking old you are. Uh, but at the same time, I think she's trying to look for a reason to talk to you and trying to get you back into life. Um, you just got to say, I'm like, no, I did not share anything of this with you. And uh, if you do think it was me, you're going to have to find proof. And uh, she's going to have to find the receipts and show the proof before she would actually be able to actually do anything with that. That's all I'm going to really say here. Uh, this is me not knowing either of you when it's like, I mean, a real situation. Uh, a good lesson, never share nudes online. If you want to keep them when the relationship ends, um, there is the gray area there. But however, I, I consider that your treasures and just don't share them with people. Don't share someone's nudes. That's a... It's a very emotional thing for a woman. Not for a man, but also a dick pic is not that impressive. Um, what I will say, though, is that's how we're ending today's episode. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy, the show all about feelings and how we all feel inside. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the schwagcast at gmail.com or you can also uh, send me a message on any social media platform at the Shweezy or uh, the, at the Foreplay King on TikTok. That's where you'll find me. And, uh, this is the type of guy you get. So check me out there. Uh, you can also check out Ride or Die Volume 2 out now wherever you stream your music at. I know people stream music and don't download it, put it on their iPods, burn it to a CD. I know you don't do that these days. You do stream your music, so go check out Ride or Die Volume 2. And uh, if you're still bored, Ride or Die Volume 1 and uh, King also EPs and some scattered singles out everywhere, uh, wherever you do that. You make sure you also check out, uh, like, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. We do highlights and everything like that, as well as leave a comment. That's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. If you are audio only, uh, I don't know if there's a like button, but you can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. 
Uh, even if you didn't like the show, you can still leave a review saying you fucking hated it. And I will let you do that. Um, because pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And if you like watching me play video games, you can watch me play video games every Thursday, sometimes Monday, currently doing Pokemon crystal clear. And we'll probably get back to Fortnite very soon. And you can also financially support the show on Patreon because, uh, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend, but you know, just like subscribe, do all the free shit before you even, uh, try and do anything that you'd give me money for. And I really like that. So that's how we're ending the episode today. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Pray for Micah. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking Schwoke Lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And, uh, like I said before, stay awesome.